At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the look ahead with scott seidenberg on vsin the sports betting network Coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook here in downtown Las Vegas. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is the look ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Always on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S C O T T S O N A I R. You hit us all up on the network at VSIN Live. Congratulations to the Colorado Avalanche for winning the Stanley Cup and completing what was a very chalky NHL season. Favorites dominated during the regular season. Favorites did extremely well in the playoffs. And the preseason favorite to win the Stanley Cup won the Stanley Cup. So I have to imagine that the books did not do too well as a whole when it comes to this entire NHL season. I know when it came to the Stanley Cup final, we talked to you know Derek Stevens here at Circa. We had Chris Andrews from the South Point on, and both of them said they had lightning money. So you know the Colorado finish was all right for them. But just in general, summing up the entire NHL season, pretty chalky if you go over all the results. And so now we head towards the dog days of summer. Major League Baseball, of course, in full swing keeping an eye on everything that's going on there as we head towards the All-Star break and which teams are going to start to evaluate whether or not they will be buyers or sellers at the trade deadline. And I think it's going to be very interesting to see what moves are made, what teams decide to sell off assets, what teams decide to buy in on certain players and go for a playoff push when you consider that there is an additional wildcard team now making the playoffs with the new expanded playoffs that we will see beginning this fall. We'll also get ready for NFL training camps and college football, uh, which will get underway before we even know it, right? But it's interesting. The big story now, as we sit here at the end of June, is not about the football, although the Deshaun Watson stuff is heating up, yes. It's not about the baseball trade deadline. It's not about college football and position battles or anything like that. The NBA is still front and center. We went from the NBA Finals to the draft to now free agency. And the big news that has been kind of, you know, kind of simmering for a little bit 
is what is going on with the Brooklyn Nets? Kyrie Irving looking to explore sign-in trade options or opt-in trade options. And Kevin Durant possibly deciding about his future. And so much uncertainty for a team that was one of the favorites to be the NBA champion, not just last season, but now looking forward to this season. Well, here on Monday, Kyrie Irving has decided to opt in to the final year of his contract, $36.5 million, uh, meaning he will be on the Brooklyn Nets this season. He could still get traded, but uh, it's, it's not going to be, it, 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 it'll, it's like almost impossible for that to happen. Um, really, the Lakers were the only team that, according to reports, were interested in a possible sign-and-trade deal. Um, he's no longer eligible for a sign-and-trade deal. Again, like I said, the Nets can still trade him because technically he's an expiring contract. Um, and we'll see if he works out an extension, which he'll have, I guess, a year to figure that out. What does this mean for the Brooklyn Nets? Well, I can tell you right now, their odds to win the title have changed with the Kyrie Irving news. They were 9-1 to one to win the NBA title prior to the Kyrie opt-out. And just last week, I was talking about fading the Brooklyn Nets. And maybe that's still a strategy. But their odds have gone from 9-1 to one to now 7-1 to one to win the NBA title. So clearly, an adjustment from the books or maybe people actually buying in on the Brooklyn Nets now thinking, all right, well, the whole Kyrie thing is figured out. So KD's back, Kyrie's back, and maybe we'll see Ben Simmons play basketball. I don't know. Can't bank on that. But this team should be one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference now that everything is coming back and they can probably make some moves and add a piece here or there. Okay. But, hmm, what does the future really look like for this Brooklyn Nets team? Is it a future of uncertainty because they don't know if Kyrie is going to work out an extension? And so do they go through this season with Kyrie in in the last year of a deal? Uh, Is KD's future up in the air? Is this whole season going to be marred by questions about the future? Or is this the time to buy in on the Brooklyn Nets? Is this the time to say, well, this team is going to make a push this year? For an NBA title, because this is the final year of KD and Kyrie together. And maybe they add a piece that's a big piece, and, and, and Ben Simmons is finally going to play. And you get uh, Joe Harris healthy, coming back for another year. I don't know. 
I'll tell you what, this is a make it or break it season for Kyrie Irving. Because at 30 years old, is he getting a max contract next season? He'll be 31 next year. So is a team going to give him a four-year max deal? Pay him 40-something million dollars up to age 35? And if he wants that last payday, how good does he have to be? Kyrie Irving right now is 1,000 to uh, plus 10,000 to win the MVP. A $100 wager will win you $10,000 on Kyrie Irving to win the Most Valuable Player Award. Is that a sneaky good bet when you consider Kyrie is playing for his future? That he has to be a good soldier. That he has to put up elite numbers in order for a team to give him the money that he seeks. Or are the Nets a fade candidate? And is Kyrie just going to do whatever? And is an NBA team out there going to just give Kyrie the money? Because in the NBA, it, you get paid, you know, it's weird. It's A lot of times it's just about reputation. And you get paid for what you've done. And not many people are thinking about the money that you make down the road because, well, you get bought out, you get traded. You know, look at, look at the John Wall situation, right? John Wall is uh, bought out from the Rockets and is going to sign with the Clippers. He was due $47.4 million from the Rockets after exercising the player option on the final year of his deal. He agreed to take $6.5 million less to become a free agent because that's the amount of the taxpayer mid-level exemption which he's going to get when he gets his deal with the Clippers. So, you know, it, it's it's crazy. This is a guy who made money with not playing last year because he didn't fit into the team's plans. And, you know, NBA contracts are so bizarre. It's like, all right, so the team pays him money to go away and be a free agent and go play for another team? It's like, it's, is that what's going to happen for Kyrie? Probably not, but I'm just saying the, the NBA is just wild when it comes to these, this, these deals. And so I don't, you know, on one hand, you could say Kyrie needs to play great and play like an MVP to earn the contract that he wants to get. And on the other hand, you could say you can get paid no matter what because he's Kyrie Irving and his reputation precedes him. And a team out there is just going to say, you know what? Yeah, true, true. We're going to pay Kyrie Irving because 
it's Kyrie Irving, and he's polarizing. He's a name, and we pay for names, right? That's, that's the NBA for you. That's the NBA for you. I'm Scott Sadenberg. You can hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. You can hit us all up on the network uh, at VSIN Live. As we'll continue to talk about the NBA, the Kyrie story, we're going to get into Major League Baseball. Uh, Play of the day was pretty good. We hit it. We'll update you on everything going on. Talk a little football as well. It's a look ahead and plenty to look ahead to here on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the look ahead on VSN, the sports betting network. Are you ready for a fresh start? And we mean a real fresh start with lasting change. Take the Zen 10 challenge and switch up the way you've been enjoying nicotine. Available in a variety of tastes and strengths, Zen nicotine pouches deliver smoke free and spit free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days or your money back. Your fresh start is here. Take the Zen 10 challenge today at zen.com slash 10. That's ZYN.com slash 10. Zinn nicotine pouches are only for adults 21 and over who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Uh, taking a look at what went on in Major League Baseball here on Monday, a couple of interesting games. Uh, the Yankees playing the A's, uh, Paul Blackburn on the hill for Oakland against a Yankees team that, well, they over the weekend had a stretch of, what was it, 16 no-hit innings, right? The Yankees got no hit by the Astros on, was that game on Saturday, I believe, right? This was on the heels of their final hit of the game was in, uh, uh, the, in the eighth inning. So no hits in the ninth inning on Friday. No hits in nine innings on Saturday. And then they didn't get a hit until like the fifth or sixth inning on Sunday. And the Yankees were able on Sunday to score one in the seventh, two in the eighth. And then Aaron Judge hits the walk-off in the 10th inning. By the way, MVP, pay the man his money. And heading into this game on Monday, their bats were really cold. So... 
cold bats against a good pitcher in Blackburn, and the Yankees were trailing five to three going into the seventh inning. And in the seventh inning, it was one of the weirdest things I've ever watched because the Yankees were able to get on base and get a run with two catchers interference. Now, getting one catcher's interference is extremely rare. Having two, forget about in the same game, in the same inning, like two, like a, Two batters apart from each other. Absolutely bizarre. So the way the inning started is, you know, uh, there's one out. DJ LeMay, who walks. Then they get the catcher's interference. Then a hit by pitch. There's bases loaded. Then another catcher's interference scores a run. Then it was, you know, a couple of doubles. And next thing you know, the Yankees score, uh, what was it? Six runs in the bottom of the seventh win the game. Nine to five over the A's. So that was uh, quite the showing there from um, the the Oakland A's, who are you know just one of the worst teams in baseball. Almost opposite records, by the way. Yankees fifty four and twenty now, and the A's twenty five and fifty on the season. Uh, how about Chad Cool, who was cool, calm, and uh, that's just cheesy. I'm not going to do that. But Chad Cool uh, goes nine innings, a complete game for the Rockies, three hits and zero runs against the Dodgers. Cool strikes out five, did not walk a batter as the Rockies blanked the Dodgers for nothing. And um, Tyler Anderson gets his first loss of the season. For the Dodgers, he was eight and zero coming into this start. He picks up his first loss, so uh, good plus money on the Rockies for winning that game. Uh, Angels were playing the White Sox. The Angels, uh, along with the Mariners, receiving a bunch of suspensions from the brawl that occurred uh, on Sunday, and so um, Noah Syndergaard was on the hill against Lucas Giolito. They're up two nothing going until the sixth inning. The White Sox take the lead, and then the White Sox, uh, oh, well, they tied the game in the sixth. They take the lead in the seventh, and then the Angels score two in the bottom of the seventh. They win four to three. And speaking of the Mariners, who, you know, are playing a game, and 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 obviously their, you know, team is a little, looks a little different. Um, some spen- suspensions, and oh, the suspensions are coming. But, you know, guys played in this game, like Jesse Winker and whatnot, I guess, you know, they'll be there for now, but... Um, the suspensions were announced here on Monday. Uh, they lose 9-2 to the uh, Baltimore Orioles. Uh, George Kirby, the rookie, gave up seven runs on nine hits in four innings and was outpitched by uh, Taylor Wells, or excuse me, Tyler Wells, who looked real good in five innings of work, allowed just one hit. Uh, so the other finals, uh, Nationals beat the Pirates. It was the Blue Jays, Kevin Gosman. Had a real um, good start to snap the Red Sox winning streak at seven games. Blue Jays beat the Red Sox 7-2. The Twins dominated the Guardians 11-1. Cardinals blanked the Marlins 9-0. Uh, Juan Yepes hit two home runs, one of their talented uh, rookies, 
for the Cardinals. The Rangers with a 10-4 win over the Royals. That was our play of the day, uh, which I put out not just on the VSIN Daily Best Bets page, but on my Twitter page, at Scott's On Air. Best uh, play of the day today was the Texas Rangers as the favorite with Martin Perez on the hill against Chris Bubik. And um, this was a, a weird start to the game for Perez because he allowed a run in the top, uh, excuse me, bottom of the first inning where no ball was hit over 70 miles per hour off the bat. It was, it was, it was pretty wild. Like, and, and yeah, you could talk about luck, unluck, unlucky, whatever. But in the bottom of the first inning, Whit Merrifield hits a ball that is like 60 miles an hour, just a dribbler into the infield. He's fast. He beats it out. It's a single. All right. Then Andrew Benintendi does the same thing. Hits a dribbler, about 60 mile per hour exit velo. And then he winds up being safe. And so there's two men on where none of them even hit the ball hard. And hard is considered 94 you know, miles per hour plus. These were 60 mile per hour exit velos. And then Bobby Witt hits another soft ground ball that's about 70 mile per hour exit velo. And because it was so slowly hit, they don't turn two. So they only get one out and a run scores. So you had three of the weakest hit ground balls and one nothing. So really bizarre. And then in the bottom of the second, with two outs, um, well, with one out, really. Well, yeah, with two outs, I guess. With two outs, there was um, a single, again, on just like a bloop, weakly hit, very low exit velo, just a terrible, you know, terrible luck, I guess. Um, and the bloop single leads to then a beginning, all with two outs. And the uh, Royals were able to score three runs and tie the game at four. But then the Angels, but then the Rangers just went on and blew them out. So uh, they win ten to four, cash to play of the day. Feel good about that. Um, and here's a note about the Orioles: is that with that win over the Mariners, they improved to thirty-five and forty, but they have clinched their first winning month. Since August of 2017. Think about that. Since August of 2017, the last time the Orioles have had a month where they won more games than they lost. That's crazy. That is crazy. Orioles 35 and 40 on the season, but celebrate the month of June because the month of June was very good to them as they have a winning record in the month of June. So does that mean do we ride the Orioles now coming up on, on, on Tuesday? Like, cause June still June, right? So we feel good about the June schedule. Should we just continue to ride the Orioles in June? Let's take a look at the line here for this game. You got uh, Dean Kramer against Robbie Ray. The Mariners are minus 175 against the Orioles, plus 150 on the comeback. Maybe we just keep playing the Orioles. 
and, and back the winning month of June for Baltimore because we know uh, it's been a long time coming since the Baltimore Orioles had a winning month. I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Let's take an updated look at the baseball futures market with our very own Jason Weingarten, host of the Wide World of Weingarten podcast. You follow him on Twitter at Spreadopedia. We'll ask Jason how his portfolio is looking right now in the futures market in Major League Baseball. Get his thoughts on what we've seen so far in the past few days. This is The Look Ahead right here on VSIN. It's the Sports Betting Network. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VEASAN Summer Special is here for only $19. You get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up today and you'll get VEASAN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every additional point spread weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it, the cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash summer. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network, always on Twitter at Scott's on air. And our guest is always on Twitter at Spreadopedia. He is Jason Weingarten, the host of the wide world of Weingarten podcast available on VSIN.com slash podcasts. And Jason is a master when it comes to the futures market. And I want to ask you about your current portfolio, Jason. We've gone over this uh, plenty of times. We know uh, the majority of your bets that you are invested in. But where are you right now as we're closing in about a couple of weeks away from the All-Star break on your portfolio? Is there a position that you feel extremely confident in right now that you're sitting on? There are several positions I would say I'm very happy with where we're uh, – you know, where we're at this, this, at this point in the season, starting with Julio Rodriguez, I'm, uh, invested in him at all sorts of different numbers. I wrote an article before the season. I sold one of his, uh, autograph rookie cards. I'm, I'm a little feeling a little bit of remorse about that, but I took the money <laughs> and I bet him at 16 to one. So, you know, I, I stand to make a lot more money if he wins rookie of the year. So I'm happy with that. I'm happy with my positions in the uh, NL Rookie of the Year market. <clears throat> I waited on Nolan Gorman till he drifted out to fifty to one. I got him. I took O'Neill Cruz at ten to one before the season. I bet him again at thirty to one at thirty-seven to one when he drifted out. And when uh, Michael Harris got called up, I was surprised nobody nobody took the initiative and put it up. So I waited a couple days. I requested him. He was 75 to 1, so I hit that. <clears throat> so I'm holding Harris, O'Neill Cruz, and uh, Gorman in the NL market. I'm happy with that. Shane McClanahan and Shohei Otani were my Cy Young picks before the season, so I have McClanahan ranging from 40 to 25. I'm happy with that. <clears throat> I have a lot of Alcantara. Well, actually, not a lot, but that's a decent amount. 
And uh, I have Tony Gonsolin at 100 to 1. I think he's totally outplayed that number. The only the only spot where I'm not doing as great as I would like is in the MVP races and uh, the home run. The home run pool. I have Jordan Alvarez, and he is uh, he is a firm second place behind the guy who is messing up a bunch of my futures. <laughs> and that is Aaron Judge of the Yankees, who is uh, even money. Uh, to be the American League most valuable player. Um, when it comes to, I want to talk about that National League rookie. Well, first off, the American League rookie, rookie of the year, uh, Julio suspended two games because of the altercation that occurred the other day. Um, what was your thoughts on that whole scenario there with the Angels and the Mariners? Well, the the Julio suspension, I, I didn't get. I don't think he did anything. I think he'll appeal and he'll probably get a uh, game taken off that, if not mm-hmm. both games taken off. But I probably expect they split the difference. He sits out one game. Um, the other ones, I mean, they were all deserved. Uh, J.P. Crawford was punching a guy in the back of the head. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Winker kind of lost it. But the Angels clearly instigated it, and they, they didn't make their intentions you know, very discreet. And Phil Nevin's going to sit out 10 games as a result, and hopefully they can, uh, you know, keep this momentum going because they need to get back over 500. And at this point, you know, the being realistic, they're looking at a wild card spot, if anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jesse Winker got a standing ovation in his first at bat in Seattle today for the Mariners. Uh, but that National League Rookie of the Year market, okay, I know you have a ton of exposure, but who's the one guy that messes it all up for you? Would it be a Spencer Strider who bounced back nicely after his one poor outing that we saw last week. Absolutely. Strider and Mackenzie Gore are the guys who are going to uh, do me in. But if they do, I'm, I'm willing to accept that. I think there's a, there's a risk of innings limitations with both of those guys that kind of prevent them from pushing ahead down the stretch. I don't think 140 innings are necessarily going to be enough to win it for Mackenzie Gore. I think Strider is going to pitch less than that. He's no way stretched out to continue to pitch and contribute in the playoffs if they get there. Same thing with Gore. If your your eyes are on the big prize as an organization, you're hoping for innings from these guys down the stretch in the playoffs. That means you're going to have to limit their innings, which means likely somebody, a highlight guy like an O'Neill Cruz or a Michael Harris, who's, uh, whose names are going to be out there every day, and they're going to have highlights for media and everything. Those guys ahead in the end. Yeah, I would agree with you there. And I always think it's difficult for a pitcher to win these awards. You know, just just because the position players, you see them every day, and you mentioned the highlights are out there. You know, pitching once every five days, I don't, I don't, I, I just don't see it. You you'd have to be overwhelming in order to win this award as a pitcher. Which you know, at some points, uh, Spencer Strider has has looked that way for the Atlanta Braves. One bad start though takes off a whole month. Of, Absolutely, yeah, you know, positive numbers. And we've seen that in the Cy Young market, right? I mean, one bad start for uh, Joe Musgrove, and he falls down a little bit. Uh, combine that with a good start for somebody, you know, and then it, it, the, the line moves so much. So, you know, in the American League, Shane McClanahan could be one start away from not being the favorite anymore. It's crazy. Absolutely. And I think, I think the thing to remember with these markets is if there's somebody you like or somebody you want to bet on, it's important to be proactive and, and bet on these guys before something happens as opposed to reacting to the news or reacting to a good or a bad start. You got to get ahead of that stuff. Can I, I remember a couple of weeks ago, I, I asked if I can sell you on Pete Alonzo 
as the National League MVP. He is now the second favorite behind Paul Goldschmidt, albeit Goldie is like plus 115 now to win this award. Uh, But sticking with the Mets, can I sell you on a Max Scherzer Cy Young ticket at around 60 to 1? Yeah, I saw I saw that number at FanDuel uh, earlier this week. Absolutely, you could sell me on that. He can get back into the race. More likely, um, I, I still see him as a guy who's potentially going to end up, you know, a top five or a top three guy, but not necessarily number one. Um, but uh, absolutely has the opportunity. I, I I think Clayton Kershaw is another guy I'd look at too at a big number. Kershaw's look good. Kershaw's look real good for the Dodgers. Um, he's got two two ERA. I mean, a yeah. lot of this, a lot of the time. I mean, you just got to look at the the numbers and you know end of the season who has who has how many innings and what ERA mm-hmm. and how many strikeouts and name recognition helps. Yeah, sixty five to one on Clayton Kershaw right now. Uh, sticking in that National League and looking at the NL East, how um, devastating is the Bryce Harper injury for the Philadelphia Phillies? That was uh, a really unfortunate injury for them. Um, he's playing so well, but he also has this UCL injury, so it does give him some time to heal. I mean, he plays through everything, so you know maybe he just needs some time off. And if they could weather the storm, he comes back healthy. It might might end up, you know, positive for everybody. Except uh, Harper's MVP campaign is probably over. At thirty nine and thirty five, do you think this is a wild card team? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it's them, it's the Padres, it's the Braves, um, the Giants probably have something to say about it. There's there's just so many teams that, that think they all, all have a, a shot, so somebody's going to end up getting left out at the end, and it's probably going to come down to the final week or so of the season. If there's, is there a team that's outside of like those top teams in the National League that you think has a chance to grab one of the top, one of the three wild cards, because we do have the expanded playoffs now. So there is a third wild card up for grabs. Is there anybody out there that you might buy low on? The Rockies? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't think so. I think you know we we have a pretty good idea who's who's playing for a playoff spot at this point. I, I do think the Rockies are better than they uh, they tend to play. I mean, they shut out the Dodgers tonight. This was a Sleepy Dodger team, though. So Chad Cool, a three-hit shutout. Yeah, but they got in at 3 a.m. last night. Dodgers, they were they were clearly, you know, not not happy to be out there. Yeah, that happens. Not take anything away from Chad Cool, who I did start on my fantasy team. Oh, good job out of you. <laughs> that, that does help when the other team gets in at 3 a.m. and really has no interest in playing. We call those situational handicaps, and I wish more people would look into those types of things instead of just reading box scores. Uh, Jason, hang with me. Let's have a let's, uh, talk about some other topics coming up next. Um, I want to ask, get into the American League. Uh, I, I've been so intrigued by this American League Central, and I, I, I feel like the odds are incorrect, and there's a lot of people that have, I think, maybe, um, I don't want to say a wrong view, but I think maybe an overly optimistic view about uh, the division. So we'll get into that coming up next. He's Jason Weingarten, the host of the Wide World of Weingarten podcast, available on vcin.com slash podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. You can follow Jason on Twitter at Spreadopedia. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You follow me on Twitter at Scott's On Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network.
This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over only terms and conditions and other eligible restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air. Joined now uh, by Jason Weingarten, host of the Wide World of Weingarten podcast on Twitter at Spreadopedia. Uh, before we get into the American League Central, because I have a big question to ask about that, Jason, I want to um, go back to one of my future bets that I placed before the season and ask your opinion on it to think. Am I now live with my Mickey Moniak Rookie of the Year because of the Bryce Harper injury? Moniak will get playing time for the Phillies. Do, am I now live for the next couple of months? It's okay. You yeah, can say but no. Don't, <laughs> yes, but don't get your hopes up because okay. he's going to have to really perform. <laughs> he gets the at-bats, but like, I'll give you a, a similar situation. Mm-hmm. Josh Lowe in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. He's in the lineup every day. He's an outfielder. But you're going to have to really put up big numbers. Josh Lowe is not going to put up numbers to compete with, compete with Julio Rodriguez. Could, yeah. could Moniak compete with uh, Michael Harris? He could. Um, you know, Is there still 100 to 1 out there on him or something? Uh, let's see. There might be actually, uh, let's see, uh, national league rookie of the year. Mickey should be, let's see. Should. Yeah. Uh, 250 to one. That's what I'm saying. Like you're getting, <laughs> if, if you like it, I, I can't talk anybody out of 250 to one on anything, but, but he's got, he's got several Hills to climb. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. You know, it, it was, it, it was a similar injury. Timoniak that occurred in his final spring training at bat where he took a fastball off the hand and fractured his hand or else he would have been the opening day center fielder for the Philadelphia He just needs Phillies. to, you know, hit five home runs or something. Just, you know, not nothing crazy, but just, you know, yeah. get his name in, in the mix. Absolutely. And this is a guy who was uh, second in all of spring training in home runs this year uh, behind, his yeah, te- was, behind his teammate. He was Bryce first Harper. overall pick, right? First overall pick mm-hmm. a couple years ago. Yes, he was. He's, 
clearly he's got the talent. Yes, he was. Uh, let's get into the American League Central. Uh, the the White Sox are still the second favorite to win this division, and there's still a lot of people that are extremely high on the White Sox, and and I just don't see it, Jason, because this is a team that is under 500, and in order for them to get to 90 wins, let's just say, they're going to have to go on an incredible run here over the next 90 games of the season. And for a team that has a negative 52 run differential, I don't see that happening. What's your take on the Chicago White Sox? And do you think that they will wind up as a playoff team or potentially win this division? Well, I mean, very much the saying, you are what your record says you are, comes into play here at this point in the season. So, you know, regardless of what the names, if the names on the back of their jerseys or how many all-star games they've been in, whatever, at this point, they're just not performing. And they lost again tonight to the Angels. They blew a lead late. Um, you know, they're not the only team that's underperforming, but as one of the projected very, very hyped up teams at the beginning of the season, um, you know, nothing short of a disappointment so far. And you're right. It's, you know, um, nothing, nothing has shown us that they're, they're ready to pull out of this. So, um, it, it, it's not looking good. I mean, it's amazing. We're here on, you know, June 27th. If I told you that the Texas Rangers would have a better record than the Chicago White Sox on June 27th. You would have you would have taken all my money if I bet you that. Probably. I mean, you know, the Orioles are have a better record than the Angels or or did as of yesterday. It's mm-hmm. uh baseball. Baseball is uh it's different than the other sports. You don't just go out there and win games you think you're going to win. How about the Baltimore Orioles who with their win here on Monday just clinched their first winning month? since August of 2017. I think it shows two things. It's it's really good for the Orioles because obviously it's it's a it's it means they're improving. Mm-hmm. You know, these are measurable sort of uh, you know, benchmarks they can you know, be happy and proud about and sh- and you know, move move for- forward into a you know, continuing positive directions here, but it also shows you how bad they've been for the last five years and how much they really haven't been trying as an organization. I don't mean they haven't been trying to get better. I mean, the product they've been putting on the field at the major league level has been substandard for so long that being just above average is, you know, a positive benchmark now. Absolutely. Uh, let's take a let's take a look at the board here for Tuesday. And, and I know you said you told me off the air you placed a couple of bets here. Um, what are some of the games that you have targeted here on the schedule for Tuesday? I bet the Braves. They are uh, just slightly over plus money. It got plus one hundred six. So it's the, Char- uh, Charlie Morton against Zach Wheeler. Yeah, Pirates got the Pirates at plus one seventeen. Uh, unfortunate late late loss there today. Um, the Pirates have become what what I call a fun bad team to yeah. watch. Yep. You know, I think they're uh, getting more eyeballs lately, and the the you know they're they're slight they're playing slightly better. And then uh, I laid minus one sixteen with the Cubs against the Reds in a uh, a game of of two teams that are already out of the playoff race. I, I like your Braves play, and it it has almost it, it yes it's 
it's Charlie Morton who can pitch, but Zach Wheeler is the ace of the Philly staff, which is why Philly is favored, minus 120. But we've seen this Philly team without Bryce Harper struggle offensively. And Nick Castellanos is, I mean, this is a guy that people were talking about placing bets on for National League MVP. He's been, you want to talk about the Orioles celebrating the month of June. Castellanos wants to forget the month of June. He's been terrible, Jason. And I just don't see this Phillies offense scoring enough runs. I mean, Kyle Schwarber's doing it by himself now. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering if Castellanos is playing through an injury that he's, you know, not fully disclosing or if he has some carryover from his wrist injuries last year. Mm. A lot of times when you have wrist injuries, it's just the the beginning of the end sort of thing and uh as a hitter, so I'm a little bit worried there. I think the uh the Phillies, they've they've invested a lot of money in Real Muto and uh Castellanos and Schwarber and all these guys and they have to produce with uh with with Harper out and the the top two pitchers they have in Wheeler and Nola, it's just it's it's up to the other high priced guys to, you know, come to the park and do their jobs, or else the uh, the Mets and the Braves are probably going to be in the playoffs and not them. Do you see uh, a bounce back? We we talked about the Dodgers losing on Monday. You mentioned they got in late and it was a a sleepy game for them. Clayton Kershaw is on the hill against Kyle Freeland. L.A. a heavy favorite, uh, about minus two twenty. I'm seeing. Do you, do you see? a bounce back from the Dodgers. I do, but I'm not a fan of Lane minus 220 on a, a Dodger team. At well, no, Coors. I mean, you'd, you'd play the run line, if anything. Yeah, I mean, in this case, I, I would play the, the run line, or I would even look at maybe minus two and a half with the Dodgers, Ooh. but uh, definitely uh, not rushing out to play the, the Dodgers tonight. Uh, what about a game that I was kind of looking at, and I'll probably look at it a little deeper, as we progress throughout the day uh, tomorrow. But Framber Valdez on the hill for the Astros against the Mets and Carlos Carrasco. Yes, the Mets are great, and, and, and they you know, one of the best first five teams, especially in Major League Baseball. Uh, but Framber Valdez is a guy who, even his advanced numbers, are better than his even solid surface numbers. Uh, I kind of like the Astros here. The fact that there was no travel for them either, going from you know the Bronx to Queens, Definitely, I think, helps them in this spot. Yeah, I like the Astros tomorrow. I saw they took some money early. Not surprised. Um, Framber, he's a, he's a guy I used to watch and follow a lot more of the Winter League baseball, the Dominican Winter mm-hmm. League, the Mexican Winter League. And the reason I do it is every year I'd pull out one guy, uh, Framber Valdez or Randy Rosarena, and it eventually would pay off one way or the other. But, uh, you know, Framber is a guy I've been watching since the Dominican Winter League several years ago. Um, it's always nice to see guys like that succeed, but he is a very good pitcher. Did you see Pablo Sandoval run over a catcher the other day? Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't watch. That's the Mexican, the, oh, yeah, the, yeah. The, the regular Mexican League. I don't, I don't follow that as much anymore. I used to. Now I'm, it's just so time-consuming. I, mm-hmm. I don't like to do it, and I tend to lose a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, that was a highlight that made the rounds. Uh, over the past couple of days. Jason, appreciate the time and the conversation. Good luck with all the bets. We'll catch up again soon. Thanks for having me on. Always fun to talk to you. There he is, Jason Weingarten, the host of the Wide World of Weingarten podcast, available on vcin.com slash podcast. Follow him on Twitter at Spreadopedia. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's On Air. This is The Look Ahead on vcin, the sports betting network.
365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.